Today I want to discuss the realisation and the importance of the realisation that nobody's coming to save you. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Hey team, Glenn Azar here. Welcome back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. I just wanted to talk about this understanding and this realisation that I came to a little bit later in life that nobody's coming to save you. And the reason this came about for me is that I looked at various times throughout my life where I was struggling either on a personal level or on a business level, and I would reach out to people that were doing better than me that were successful, like say financially successful, um, that I just felt were in a better position, and I really wanted them to save me. And I started to realise very quickly, actually that's probably not true, very slowly, uh, I just started to realise that you've actually got to save yourself. You've got to have the capacity to get up and create something yourself. The people that I was going to were successful, but they didn't owe me anything. They were mates of mine, and yes, they, you know, I've at different stages had good mates help me out financially with things when the business got a bit stuck or, you know, a few things happened through, you know, marriage breakdowns and separations and those sort of things. Definitely got helped. Uh, and even to this day with the Youth Development app, I require people to help me build something that I'm trying to build, of course. But I also know that I had to bring my piece to the table. And my piece to the table, for example, in this case, is the youth development app, is the personal development that I'm constantly working on. And I don't mean for me, but the programs that I'm building for other people, um, the sessions that I go and do when I go and talk to people and so on. So I had to build something, and that was my capacity to save myself, was to build something of value so that when people were going to help out financially in some way, shape or form, they were getting value for the value that I was putting out there. I couldn't just sit and wait for someone to rescue me. That was never going to happen. But there are plenty of times where I felt like I needed it to happen. Now, I've analysed this a little bit. Now, does this come from, I don't like to talk about childhood, uh, childhood trauma. I know a lot of people talk about that, and I know a lot of things we go through are traumatic, including you know some incidents I had with the uncle and so on that I've talked about in past episodes. But... I like to talk about it as a childhood experience. As soon as we start talking childhood trauma, for me, trauma is a very negative word. It sounds like, you know, we've been knocked around. And so we start to behave towards the stories that we're telling ourselves. So I reflect back not on childhood trauma, but on childhood experiences that possibly made me look to be saved by people all the time. And and a part of that, I think, might have been that I moved out of home at a very young age. I didn't have anyone around. I couldn't just ring up you know, mum and dad for a hundred bucks or 500 bucks or that sort of thing. And so therefore, back in those early days, I had to come up with ways to save myself. And then as life got on, I think, you know, and this is just a theory, I was constantly looking for someone who had the capacity to save me. But the true power for me came when I looked at myself and said, well, what are you doing? Like, it's this idea I was told many years ago about a guy you know, and I don't recommend picking up hitchhikers, I'll say that off the bat. But I remember a guy saying, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, hitchhiking was a little bit more common and we felt a little bit safer. And I have picked up plenty of hitchhikers and I have hitchhiked as a young man. And a mate of mine said to me once, I will never pick up a hitchhiker that is standing on the side of the road with their thumb out with a sign. 
And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, they're not even making an effort to get to where they're going. And we were driving from Melbourne to Brisbane. And just out of Melbourne, there was a guy holding up a sign that was trying to get to Sydney. And I said, yeah, but like that's a you know 11-hour drive or whatever it is, 10-hour drive. So for him to walk, and he goes, yeah, but at least he's making an effort. If he's at least heading in that direction and making some effort to get there eventually himself, then I'm more inclined to pick them up. And that made sense to me. And I look back at that lesson now, all these years later, and it's the same thing. Rather than looking to be saved, are you at least walking in the direction that you want to go first? Now, if you're walking in the direction that you want to go, there's a chance that other people are going to stop and help you because they can see you making the effort. But if you just sit and wait and hope someone walks by and hope someone out of the goodness of their heart and the business of their day says, hey, I'm here to help you, it's not going to happen. You've got to stop waiting for people to save yourself. That's what I learned. And you've got to start doing the work yourself. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.